It is winning season at my bookie. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC, at Gators Breakdown. And oh, what a fun victory we get to talk about right here. It did not look pretty at one time. The Gators got off to a good start on the road offensively, finally. Defense, not so much. But hey, all that counted was the defense rose to the occasion at the end, along with the offense as well. And the Gators somehow come back in the fourth quarter versus South Carolina to get a 41-39 victory. little late, of course, uh, forceful safety for Florida, making sure you melt that clock down. Should have been 41-37, but there we go. We won't nitpick over what was an exciting fourth quarter of action. The beginning of the fourth quarter, not so much, uh, but hey, there we go. Big, big victory for the Gators on the road. Billy Napier's second victory on the road. Uh, and look, this team fought back, fought back, um, and we'll get into it. Look, this won't be as buttoned up of an episode that I usually do on a Sunday when I got some time to prepare. But hey, you get raw Gator Dave here. You get the raw instant reaction. I know you get the comments are already on fire, guys. Thank you so much there. Hit that like button as we bring in here uh, this instant reaction episode on the heels of the game. Man, I, 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 could, I couldn't wait. So I know the episode, look, you, you get the pure reaction here. It won't be as pretty as a Sunday episode here uh, when we get to go certain plays and certain drives and all that. I'll do as best I can uh, on that, but no prep. No prep right here for this. I just We're going to talk about a victory here, 41-39 for the Gators on the road. And so such a, such a fun comeback. Plenty to get into on both sides of the ball. Uh, we will unfortunately have to talk about the defense, but way to rise to the occasion at the end. They they did it when it counted, got South Carolina to punt the ball, and then the interception at the end as well. So, but way way to stand up, way to stand up there at the end. Graham Mertz, tough as nails day uh, as well from him. I mean, thirty of forty eight, four hundred and twenty three yards, three touchdowns. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that because I've been hard on the I've been hard on him and and the offense in general about can they throw the ball to win a game and look it was still complimentary still complimentary somewhat but Florida leaned on the passing game Florida and, and look the inconsistency down the field it is what it is uh, at, at this point but look that um, and we heard it all off season all fall camp hey this offense this passing game is pretty much going to live. In that short to intermediate range, it did here. Some downfield shots, of course, as well, but 63% on the day, three touchdowns. Most importantly, in a close game like this, you're not coming back if you turn the ball over. Didn't turn the ball over. Did not turn the ball over. That really helped. Spencer Rattler didn't turn the ball over either until the very end. So give Graham Mertz, quarterback right there, a lot of credit for keeping Florida in this game, hitting some big-time throws, hitting some big-time fourth downs, a lot of third downs in the first half as well. Man, uh, re- really good. To, uh, there was some you know, some confidence, uh, I think, riding right there in what he was able to do. So 
a little bit of luck at the end as well from the, the Pearsall to Wilson tip. But hey, you can even tell just the way they're trying to get Wilson involved. And there was a one drive there before the trick play uh, where Wilson took a handoff um, and you know, getting him involved in, in, in the game as well. So all in all, just a um, crazy way to come back for the Gators when it just was not looking good in the fourth quarter. Uh, only to come back out on top, 41-39. So we'll get into some key stats. We'll look back at uh, some of the game as well. I'll try and go through some of the plays and, and remember what happened uh, there, especially at the end there for the Gators. Uh, but all in all, at the end, good team win. Good team win for the Gators to be able to come back uh, and Get the victory on the road, on the road, on the road, on the road. Cannot stress that one enough, of course. So, all right, everybody, like, smash that like button coming at you live right here. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. Uh, plenty to get into. I'm even missing the post-game press conference and hearing what the players and uh, Billy Napier and the coaches are saying. Just to, so, just, just to bring you the episode here, just to bring you the, the raw emotion of the, the happiness of the Gator victory as we get into it. Um, but look, uh, of course, hey, here's something to do, something neat that we can do. Florida Victorious, if you haven't become a member yet, you can even do one-time donations, one-time donations. So, you know, for Florida getting their fifth victory of the season, head over there, do, do a $5 donation. A lot of those will add up. Hey, Florida scored 41 points. Donate $41. All this going to Florida Victorious, it, you know, it helps build a foundation for NIL at Florida. You get 20% off your first month using promo code GatorsBD. But, hey, to help celebrate this victory, go make, make a one-time donation. $5 for a fifth win of the season? $41 for 41 points over South Carolina? Hey, let's just do it. Let's just do it if you can. Do it if you can. Uh, GatorsBreakdown.com. You'll get all the press uh, press conferences uh, at GatorsBreakdown.com. Uh, I'll, I'll share that uh, later on uh, when I get some time there. So GatorsBreakdown.com, of course, will be where to go later tonight, tomorrow, uh, to get all your press conference transcripts and what Billy Napier, the coaches, said as well. Should be a lot of should be a lot of fun <laughs> going there uh, when, when looking at that. But okay, all right, let's go. I will try this for sure. Let me see. Yeah, let's go. Some stats, 41-39 final. Gators over South Carolina. As I said, let's start on the Florida side. Graham Mertz, 30-48, 423 yards, three touchdowns, 63% completion percentage. Um, and just, just on it, I mean, yes, held the ball too long at times, got sacked because he wouldn't get rid of the ball. But, I mean, look, 30-48 for 423. We would all would have signed up for that stat line probably. Now, a lot of the time that has not bode, bode well for Florida. You know, that many pass attempts, that many yards usually doesn't translate to wins in the Billy Napier offense. It did this time and needed. Um, now you, you, you get um, Montreal Johnson. We'll go to the rushing attack. 4.5 yards of carry, respectable. 11 attempts for 50 yards. Trevor Etienne, 9 for 49. Don't look at the team total yards because it breaks up to 71 because of Florida kneeling the ball and taking the safety at the end of the game. So you know, don't uh, look at the rushing yards as a big hit, but look, the passing game, the passing stats were needed. Um, then look, some shots down the field, at least taking shots down the field. Um, not as consistent, but hey, look, it, it probably paid some dividends there for Gators. Drew, drew some pass interference calls uh, as well that hurt South Carolina. Uh, so that that played a part right there, but uh, 
just when you want to look at the rushing stats, just look at them singly. Don't look at the team rushing yards because that last drive for Florida is really going to hurt the stats uh, when, when you look at that. But, hey, look at the Florida receiving right here. Eight different receivers for the Gators. Ricky Pearsall leading the way. And, of course, the game winner at the end, Mertz with the, the pump fake. And what a perfect throw. Hangs in there. It's a roughing the passer on South Carolina. But such a beautiful throw. And then a great route by Ricky Purcell. I mean, stuck his foot in the dirt, slants toward the middle of the field, touchdown in the end zone. It's the game-winning touchdown. But, hey, that was preceded by <laughs> ooh, the, the pass that was – even Mertz even talked about it after the game. I did get to hear his press, his on-field press conference after the game saying, yeah, I did throw it behind Pearsall. Thankfully, Wilson is there to uh, get Florida in a better scoring spot there as they were moving down the field. And look, I even said it on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. I didn't want to kick a field goal there. Now, I would have taken the field goal. Shout out to Trace Mack as well. Just ice in his veins, hitting some. I, I, I got a... I'll have to go and look at the the yardage for all of them, but even hit some bombs today, and it was needed. I mean, this was a close, hard-fought game. Look, my, my, my score prediction was 27-24, a three-point game. It looked like Florida was about to win by four, but way way more, many, a lot more points, and that goes along to, to two bad defenses today uh, out there, but Florida just being a lot more opportunistic late in the game. But, man, I'm going all over the place here, ain't I? But anyway, we'll go back to, to the stats here. Ricky Pearsall. 10 catches, 166 yards, one touchdown, one big touchdown, along of 26. Trey Wilson, 30 was his longest, six catches, 83 yards for him. He was targeted nine times. Arthur Sportingham was big early, was big late, five catches, 55 yards, another touchdown for him, two good performances from the breakout tight end right now. Good thing we... Got to have a tight end in this offense for it to be successful. And I think one reason we're so, we have seen some success on the offense the last two weeks, more success overall was because Florida has found themselves a tight end in these last two games. Uh, Khalil Jackson, ooh, what a drive for him, for Florida to get back into this game. Two catches, 52 yards. And try to go back to that drive. Oh, man, I forgot where it was. Oh, yeah, that was earlier in the game. Yeah, earlier in the game. Big catches to Jackson. That was that made it 20. Yeah, it was big because it gave Florida a 21-14 lead. Uh, and Jackson was just big, big on that. Um, it was a big play down the field where he dives and catches with a heck of a catch by him. And then the touchdown uh, as well. And then it was a two-point conversion from ETN to Hanson uh, that got it a 24-14 lead. Florida was having to settle for field goals before that, but Jackson, huge on that drive. Two catches, but those two catches were so instrumental in Florida taking a 21-14 lead in the game. Two catches, 52 yards, one touchdown. That 45-yard catch uh, was the diving catch down the field. Uh, Hanson, two for 27. Marcus Burke with a 14-yard catch. Uh, good to see him get involved. ETN one for three. Uh, we'll go to the other side here for South Carolina. Rattler started off hot, really, really hot. 23 of 30, 313 yards for him. Four touchdowns in. Look at that. One interception. One interception. Defensive line got some pressure, put it in his face. Miguel Mitchell comes up with the pick. The only turnover of the game was the big one 
was the nail in the coffin. Florida comes away because of that. 77% for Spencer Rattler. He played a really good game. Uh, he's tough to uh, put some pre- he, he plays well under pressure. Uh, but as I said, <laughs> keep putting the pressure on him. And he'll eventually make a mistake. It didn't come to the very, very end. So <laughs> that almost did not come to fruition there. But Spencer Rattler, hey, look, I, I like the kid. I like the way he plays. Um, just did not want to see him win. Uh, but perhaps the most disappointing part for the Gators, I hate to go negative at, uh, on a win, but if, as long as we're going through stats, you got to bring it up. Mario Anderson for South Carolina. South Carolina have not been able to run the ball all season long. 20 attempts for Mario Anderson, 98 yards. He had a long of 30, 4.9 yard average. It did settle down. A lot of that was in the first quarter or uh, in the first half uh, for, for him. If I, uh, I have to go look at quarter by quarter, that, that, that'd that be part of this too. Because in the second half, Florida was struggling offensively to the end of the game uh, and you know, came out where, where, with the victory. But on the day for South Carolina, 33 attempts, 152 yards. Um, and that long of 30 for them. Trey Knox, South Carolina tight end, leads the way for them. Eight catches, but only 50 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Xavier Levitt, who was the receiver for South Carolina, you had to stop him. You can see it. It, it bared out that way. Five catches, 110 yards, no touchdowns. So big to hold him out of the end zone. It, uh, if he gets a touchdown catch at some point, maybe South Carolina wins this game. But five catches, 110 yards. He had a long of 46 where, of course, he just catches the ball down the field uh, with, with a defender all over him, uh, and he's still uh, still able to make the catch. Uh, so not much there besides that. You know, next, um, Knox and Leggett and then a bunch of other guys uh, there for South Carolina uh, getting that. So game comparison, guys. 494 yards for Florida, but as I said, you got those rushing yards that were kind of tacked away. So it would have been over 500 yards for Florida on offense. 423 in the uh, air, 71 passing, six penalties for 48 yards. We have to bring that up because Florida was averaging about nine penalties on the road this year under Billy Napier for the Utah game, the Kentucky game, three less here. Um, Only one where, you know, you you had that, it was a third and short, and I believe it ended up being a third and six for Florida. Uh, So, you know, only that one, um, that really was timing of some of these that hurt Florida as well. Uh, first downs, 28 for Florida, 23 for South Carolina. Florida, look, third down's been an issue. Um, you were able to overcome it today, 4 of 15, but then able to go 3 of 4 of fourth down, and they were huge fourth downs. I mean, they're, look, they're all huge, but a lot of these were coming late in the game scenarios as well. Florida, 81 total plays compared to 63 for South Carolina. Average arc per play, South Carolina did have the advantage there, 7.4 to 6.1. Average yards per completion, look at that. It was higher for Florida than it was for South Carolina, 14.1 to 13.6. Average yards per rush, I said, skewed a little bit toward the end of the game, 4.6 for Carolina, 2.2 for uh, Florida. But, of course, you know, Graham Graham Mertz taking sacks as well, as you don't necessarily want to see, plays into the rushing total as well. Um, But then time of possession for the Gators. Hey, look, red zone, both teams 5 for 5. Uh, there in Florida's on a streak right now. I think the broadcast said what 26, 27 straight red zone scores for the Gators. Um, field goal kicking coming through. You want to put you will see some more touchdowns, uh, but at least Florida is putting up points, needed those points. And hey, good thing Trace Mack was on the money today because it allowed Florida, um, you know, to in South Carolina miss the extra point, put them behind the eight ball of needing a touchdown after Florida took the lead late. 
But Trace Mack making those field goals made this comeback possible in the fourth quarter. Now, look, you had to settle for the field goals in the first half, but in the end, him making those field goals put Florida in position for a comeback. Uh, not as much, not as many sacks as I wanted to see from the Gators. Your pressure did get better late in the game. Uh, Spencer Rattler being able to escape some of those sacks as well really comes into play. Uh, so that that kind of hurt Florida as well. They were there to make some plays, uh, and I saw it in the Discord, and everybody's like, ah, looks like the last year's Florida State game. You, you'd have to quarterback wrapped up like Jordan Travis last year and find a way to escape. Well, that is what we saw a bit here too. Give Spencer Rattler for some of that credit, but finish the play, finish the drill. Um, tackle, six tackles for loss for the Gators, eight for South Carolina, eight tackles for the South Carolina was not great this year at getting tackles for loss. So, uh, able to play, but they, they played better coming out the bye week. Uh, they had that gap, gap running scheme coming out in the first half, really confused Florida again, much like Kentucky a couple of weeks ago did settle down in the second half. You didn't see as many of those big chunk runs in the second half on this defense and you, as you did in the first half. So a uh, little bit of adjustment made there, but it just, se- it just seemed like South Carolina was – they were just able to make the play in the second half until the very end, until the very end when, when it counted, when it counted for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, I want to go through here. Anything I'm missing? Uh, I don't think so. Um, but Mertz, yeah, look, started five of five with seven at nine, seven and nine at one point. There was a couple of Montreal Johnson drops in there, 11 to 17 at one point. Then he went from 12 of 20 to 19 of 27. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight completions. And those were not all dinks and dunks. 14 yards, three yards, 26 yards, three yards, nine yards, 30 yards. A no gain, 11 yards. There was usually a, or so I thought, there was a passing chart here at at some point, but uh, the passing chart is gone. So <laughs> um, go to defense here for the Gators. Shamar James, eight tackles. Jaden Hill with a, he had good, another good start. Uh, and that was uh, look. Let's go back to the start again. And that, that defense—that's probably a good part to do that uh, for Florida. Of course, hey guys, against Utah, started on offense like you did this game. Offense comes out first. Utah three and out. Kentucky three and out. Florida's offense started three and out versus those two teams on the road. Came out, marched right down the field to take a. Seven nothing lead. Uh, it was C. It was Montreal Johnson from the get go with an eleven yard run. Graham Mertz to Boardingham. Boardingham already like just from the get go, continuing off of last week a twenty four yard run. Then a nine, I mean, 11, 24. Montreal Johnson for nine, and that was a pass. So your first three plays, 11, 24, 9, You you felt a rhythm in this offense, and then later on in the drive, Graham Mertz finds Hayden Hanson for eleven yards. And then Trevor Etienne down to the South Carolina three, and then South uh, Etienne with a rush up to middle for the three yard touchdown. So you got the fast start we've been looking for on offense on the road. Needed it, needed it, needed it. Unfortunately, the defense didn't do their part. <laughs> so, uh, but it looked like they were about to. 
It was third and 10. You had them on third and 10. It looked like you were about to get off the field. Starting the game off on both sides of the ball. Jaden Hill makes the uh, early tackle. I believe that was on first down. Yep. And then Princely Human Ellen with a one-yard loss. So you had them third and 10 only for a pass interference call on Kimber. And then like so many times this year, when Florida could have got off the field on third down, a penalty extends the drive, and then boom, a big Mario Anderson run for 30 yards uh, keeps you know South Carolina that first drive going, and they end up scoring uh, to a touchdown to Trey Knox. So it was 7-7 from the get-go, uh, and that would pretty much be how the first half would play out. <laughs> it would be back and forth, back and forth uh, for, 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 for these teams, but it would stay – uh, tied, and then later on, trace back that 48 yard field goal to take a 10 to 7 lead. Um, and that was uh, yeah, it was far to scoring almost uh, on their second drive. Um, had a 16 yard play to Hanson in that in, in, on that drive. Uh, but then, like I said, the 48 yarder for Florida, and then had a big pass on Kimber. And then a, a big run for a touchdown for South Carolina uh, when they took a 14 to 10 lead. Um, they hadn't shown much gap scheme. They took advantage of their bye week. And that's what did Florida in, um, in, in the first half. South Carolina was able to get their ground game going. Um, and that's what bye weeks do. Uh, at that point, South Carolina was averaging 10.6 yards on the ground. Um, you'd hope that gap scheme run issues that plagued Florida versus Kentucky. Well, they saw it on tape. They figured they'd throw it in at Florida and South Carolina took advantage. Uh, Wilson uh, gets uh, first on the second play of the next drive. He had a swing pass to Wilson. Um, and then later, third and 10 holding. He has a field goal for Florida, 14 to 13. Uh, when you go back and look at that. So it was a, just a lot of scoring uh, in, in the first half. You had third and six for South Carolina on the next drive. Remember that Rattler had the um, the early snap. That was the first time South Carolina had to give up the ball. Then Florida took a 21-14 lead. The passing game was opening up. You had a run on first and second for ETN. Big catches. That was the Jackson drive where you took 21-14. And then the very next play, you had Rattler to get... Hold on, South Carolina gets to the third and six, and that's where Rattler escapes. Gets a first down. Then it was an easy touchdown to tie it up 21-21. But yeah, it was kind of a... The way the first half ended, Florida had to punt. You had the first sack where Princely sacked Spencer Rattler. And you had a big throw and catch to Mertz after that to Pearsall. And then the pass interference on South Carolina makes it a field goal to get the Florida had a 24-21 lead at halftime. Didn't play your best. It was not playing your best on defense, but you did take a lead. 24-21. South Carolina, South Carolina only had three third downs in the first half. They were one of three in on third down in the first half. They were averaging 10 and a half yards on first down in the first half. So that's where I wanted to go. And just all the comparisons that you can make in this game and how it played out. 
Well, sorry, guys. I was trying to get that same view I had earlier. Nope, that's not the one. There we go. <laughs> you can tell I don't. There we go. As I said, this is live. This is live. I don't do it live too often when I share the stats like this. Uh, but it, yeah, in the first half, 24 21 Florida at halftime. Florida was outgaining South Carolina 293 to 228. But in the second half, South Carolina outgained Florida 237 to 201. That did count those late drives where Florida uh, took those loss of yardage. It was the third quarter. That was the big difference. Big difference in the game. South Carolina 149 to one to 47 edge. That was only three to three in the third quarter. Both teams only scoring a field goal. The Florida only six yards rushing in the third quarter, 41 yards passing. But then you go to the fourth quarter where Florida outgained South Carolina. South Carolina 15 points in the fourth quarter. Florida 14 points in the fourth quarter. Look at the total yardage there in the fourth quarter. 154 for Florida to 88 for South Carolina. 11 of 20 passing and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Rattler was 6 of 8, two touchdowns, but the one interception in the fourth quarter. The Florida 0 for 7 on third down in the second half. But there you go. Look in the fourth quarter right there. Florida was 3 of 4 on fourth down in the fourth quarter. That's one the game. Florida was Florida was clutch, not clutch on third downs, but able to make the plays when they needed to. Florida had 32 total plays in the fourth quarter compared to South Carolina's 13. Florida controlled the fourth quarter of the game, got them back in it to win it. But for Florida's defense, we'll take a look at the stats here. Shamar James, eight tackles. Jaden Hill, six. Miguel Mitchell, five. The big interception. Prince Lee, four total. Three solo. He had the one sack. Jalen Kimber, little overall struggle for him again today. Um, but when he got beat for a play and then bounced back in a goal-to-go situation and made a play on that same drive. Tyreek Sapp with four, Jordan Castell with three, Wingo with three, Searcy settled down. True freshman in there, made some plays toward the end of the game. I've been whole, I was told Scooby and Taraja Mitchell both beat up a little bit, uh, but going through it and playing in this game. But I, I expected a bigger day from the defensive line given South Carolina's offensive line issues this season. Uh, was not uh, not did not play out that way. The game doesn't play out always like you think it will. I thought Florida would be the mo- I thought Florida would be the more physical team. They did not look the, the more physical team until the end of the game. You know, the, the defensive line did take over uh, toward the end of the game uh, when they needed to. When they needed to step up, they did show up. They looked like the more physical team late, but it, South Carolina looked like the more physical team throughout the game. That's why you keep playing. That's why you keep going to the to, to, to zeros. Uh, Florida's scoring drives 
Opening drive was nine plays, 66 yards. And then you had a Trey Smack 48-yard field goal. Trey Smack 44-yard field goal. Then you had the Khalil Jackson five-play, 82-yard drive. That was the 21-14 lead for the Gators. Trey Smack with a 28-yard field goal to take that 24-21 lead in the halftime. Then Trey Smack again in the third quarter, 54-yard field goal. I mean, guys, he's a weapon now. 48, 44, 54. There was the, the one that was blocked, of course. But when you take a look at it, you're going to start getting comfortable if you're Billy Napier. When you start crossing the 50-yard line, a couple more plays and you're in field goal position and you'll feel pretty confident about it. I wonder if this changes a little bit of the aggression Billy Napier will play call with now. I wonder if he gets a little more creative now. Now, he did, he did try to get creative in this game. He had those big two plays by Wilson, try the trick play, uh, and then that was Graham Mertz stolen the uh, intentional grounding, and it just derailed the drive. You had it rolling. Um, I don't blame him for the trick play. If it would have worked, we all would call him geniuses. Uh, it's just you took a chance. The chance didn't work. The stalled the drive after that sack. Um, but, hey, look, I – Maybe I give maybe I'm giving him too much of a pass. I did not mind getting aggressive at that point because Florida was up. And Florida was trying to get up two scores right there. That's one reason I didn't mind it. You were trying to be aggressive for a trick play. Now I guess you can say you know the couple plays before you were running running some normal plays, but hey, look, that's the reason it's called a trick play. It's out of nowhere. It's you know, to set up a set up if you're if you're up by seven to extend the lead. And you could tell where this game was going. If Florida maybe could get the a two-score lead and get the momentum on their side a bit. Maybe for South Carolina forces the issue. They had to force the issue late in the game. And that was advantage Florida. If Florida could have got up by a couple of scores, maybe advantage Florida there where South Carolina starts pressing a bit more. Uh, Arliss Boardingham had a four, that four-yard touchdown reception. That was a 14-play, 75-yard drive to bring it within 37-34. And then Ricky Pearsall, 21-yard touchdown reception by Graham Mertz. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch, beautiful route. That was a nine-play, 75. Look at the last two drives. 75-yard drive to bring it within three. 75-yard drive to take the lead. It's hard to in college football to put together drives 14-play drive, a nine-play drive, that's hard. That's hard in today's college football. Florida did it when they needed it the most. There was also a five-play, 82-yard drive. That's where Khalil Jackson made his two big catches. So had a 66-yard drive, an 82-yard drive, 75-yard drive, 75-yard drive for touchdowns. But, man, what a gr- team showing a lot of grit. I mean, it, it did not look good on defense. Unfortunately, uh, we got some. We got ourselves some questions to ask there for when this team goes on the road, um, and the performances they're putting together, especially in run defense. But they're letting some big plays happen in the passing game as well. Uh, definitely the most disappointing part of, of all this, because there's the old adage, "Hey, defense travels." Well, this defense ain't traveling too well right now. The last two games left a lot to be desired. Um, Credit South Carolina a bit coming off the bye week, figuring some things out. I'll give them a little bit of credit here, but I really thought Florida's defensive line really should have taken over this game at some point. They did at the very end, 
Um, and like I said, there were plays there to be made. They just didn't make them. Uh, but especially in the first half, um, when you go and look at that, and that's, that's something else I wanted to go back and look at. Um, when you start, let's see, first half, second half. Rushing yards for South Carolina in the first half, 80. They had 72 in the second half. Just didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like they had those big runs that they had in the first half. They were averaging 4.7 in the first half, only 4.5, or I say only, but it was about the same thing. It felt like they had a little bit more success than that. We've got to figure something out on third down for the Gators. You know, 50%, that's okay in the first half. Could have made it a little easier on yourself in the second half, but 0 for 7 on third down. Credit for being clutch and going 3 or 4, of course. But you like not to make it so hard on yourself <laughs> and need those fourth down plays. Uh, that's something else I probably will go back and look at is how what, what those fourth down plays. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. Uh, but look, that's the the beauty of the instant reaction episode here. Like I said, not as buttoned up, not as buttoned up here. You get to just have some conversation. But um, looking at the uh, the big the big plays here uh, for Gators passing plays of fifteen plus yards. Florida had eleven of them, eleven of fifteen plus yards passing, two hundred sixty nine yards on those explosive plays. Uh, you had a pass of 24, 16, 23, 45-yarder. That was the one to Jackson. 26 to Pierre Saul. 30 to Eugene Wilson. 17, 19, 26, 22, 21. Now 21 at the very end being the game winner. Six rushes of 10-plus yards for the Gators. You had an 11-yard run by Montreal Johnson to start the game ETN for 28, Wilson for 12, Johnson for 20. He had some big runs. Big runs in the fourth quarter did Johnson. A 10-yarder and an 11-yarder as well. That 11-yarder would be on that last drive. South Carolina, some big plays as well through the air. Seven, 15-plus yards passing plays. 45-yarder, 41-yarder, 20-yarder, 46 20, 24, and 33. That's where you, we've talked about the downsides of this defense and it's given up explosives. That was that was it today. I mean, 229 given up there. But it was the big plays in the ground game that were really surprising for an offense that couldn't do it all year in South Carolina. 30-yard gain, 12, 17, 10, 26, and 13. Um, so it was just – and then it was a lot of tough, tough rushing yardage for, for South Carolina. A lot of those plays where you thought you had them, you didn't have them. All right. Man, I was hoping they'd have that passing chart that they usually have on here, but I don't see it, unfortunately. Well, darn. You guys get to see the live going through the stats here. <laughs> um. But man, we, yeah, just big, big victory for Billy Napier. Big, big victory. Needed this one. You got some good vibes now. 
kind of going into the bye week. You had to win this game. It wasn't looking good. Um, I know a lot of people gave up there in the fourth quarter. Admittedly, it was not looking pretty. It was not. Credit for this team for not giving up. They could have laid down at any moment. They did not. Go back and look at those last drives for South Carolina. Four plays and a punt. They took over with 436 left in the game. They could have salted the game away. Given what we had seen from this defense, I'm sure many expected it. I sure as heck wasn't confident. Their two drives before that was a 10-play, 72-yard drive for a touchdown, a 5-play, 69-yard drive for a touchdown. They take over, take over with 436 left in the game. It's a three-point game. Actually, it was not at that point. But you're forcing the punt. Yeah, it was. You force them to punt. You score a touchdown. Then you get the interception. Three plays, 11 yards. So the last two drives for South Carolina, four plays, 20 yards, three plays, interception. When you had to have it the most, defense showed up. So clutch performance for them. We'll give them the credit there. Game doesn't always play out like you think it will. <laughs> this one surely didn't. This one surely didn't. All right, I will try. I will try and go through a lot of the comments. I see there's a lot here. <laughs> so, um, South Florida Don, uh, he's got the star in here, so I'll start there. Gators Breakdown Plus member as well, longtime friend. What a game. If this defense can get more consistent, I'm assuming that means dot, 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 like uh, if this defense can get more consistent. Yeah, if it can. I mean, it's crazy how the narrative has changed a little bit so far this season already. This was a game we had to rely on the offense to win, an offense to keep us in this game and go get the victory. Thanks for the donation, Don. But this was one the Gators had to have, had to have there. A lot of Graham Mertz talk here, of course. Hayden, Graham actually won them a game. Freshman on that defense having some growing pains, but they're getting some great experience. Yeah, that's a, certainly some storylines right there, uh, of course. Yeah, credit to Graham Mertz one more time. Heck of, heck of a stat sheet. Standing in there, making some... If we can... For him, if we, look, if we're talking about consistency, and this is not to nitpick right here, but... We could get him to not take so many sacks, then the stat line is going to be even better. But I mean, credit to him. This was tough. This was on the road. We know the struggles on the road for far. We know the struggle so far on offense. I mean, it had been run game and pass game struggling on the road, or and or the pass game not making up. But look, the def- uh, the the running game was was good today. There were times where I thought Florida was maybe passing it too much, but it wasn't too detrimental to what they were trying to do game plan wise. South Carolina's pass defense is bad as well. So you can see where okay, maybe passing 
too much. Wasn't necessarily an issue. But credit to him. Yeah, Brian, that was close. You said I picked I, I, I picked Florida. I did. Thankfully, no dummy Dave this week. It wasn't looking good at one point. <laughs> it was not looking good at one point. I was getting ready to call myself dummy Dave again. I mean, there was so much momentum. Like, if this would have been at home, I would have, I would have believed it even more. But given what we saw at Utah, given what we saw at Kentucky, given some of the road issues last year, I wasn't sure this team had it in them. I was not sure. You, I mean, you got off to that good start, and you, you hoped you would be able to ride that wave. And I guess in some ways you did, because you don't get that good start, then you may not be in the game at the end. Yeah, but you had a touchdown, field goal, field goal to start. Well, no, it was touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. That was your first four drives. Touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Then you finally had to punt. Hey, and punting shouldn't be overlooked this game either. South Carolina's punter was shanking them. Short punts going out of bounds, setting up Florida. But then the second half starts, you get a field goal to start the second half. Then you had the punt. Then you had the block field goal. And then touchdown, touchdown. I don't know. I don't know how much you're really going to complain about the offense in this game. I really don't. Um, this was 41 points, 41 points on the road. That's, this is, you're nitpicking if you want to. Like, and even me maybe bringing up Mertz's taking too many sacks. Man, that's probably nitpicking. It, it probably is. But I'm just saying to maybe take this next step, for him to take this next step. If you want this offense to be a little more consistent, like I said, on the, it was the trick play and the intentional grounding and, and all that, so that's going to count too. He knows better. He told me after the game last week when I asked him about you know certain plays, and he was like, yeah, I know better than to take the intentional grounding. He's going to look at that play and, and, and hit it on himself too. Get those little tiny plays out of the way? I mean, this offense can get any better. It's going to have to. We know the schedule. We know the schedule coming up. And that's another reason you needed this victory. Go look at South Carolina's schedule and see if they're going to make a bowl game this year. Go look at the rest of Florida's schedule if they had lost this game. With Georgia coming up and Arkansas coming up, LSU on the road, Missouri on the road, and Florida State. You have five wins right now, five and two. You needed this one for a much better shot at getting bowl eligible. And don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, Florida's right now only going to be favored in one more game. The way it just looks right now on this Saturday night, that's when they host Arkansas. But if Graham Murdoch starts doing the little the other plays and not taking the, the sacks, the run game con- continues its growth. It was a weird game for the run game, I think, this game. Like I said, that Florida chose to throw the ball 40 times, and, and it comes out in the victory. And some of it was because you needed to late, uh, of course. And Hey, another thing I'll give credit for in this Florida offense, it did look like the pace was a little faster when it needed to be in the fourth quarter. They weren't wasting time and taking the, the play clock down below 10 seconds, five seconds before the snap was coming off. So another credit in a hostile environment on the road. Now, like I said, if Florida would have been at home and just come back, it probably still would have surprised me, but not as surprised me as much as it did. But for Florida to show the, 
the composure and a little bit of luck. The Pierce saw a tip to Wilson. Hey, look, sometimes it takes some luck. We, we, we know that. We know that. Sometimes that takes it. But they left themselves a plenty of time for the comeback. Plenty of time for the comeback. Rob Little, I like it. I like it. Yes, the five and two. Let's get the sixth and seventh now. Oh man, <laughs> it's uh, if we could get, let's get the sixth the next game. It's already hate Georgia. It's already hate Georgia. I mean, it's always hate Georgia, but that's the next game on the schedule. We got two weeks to talk up uh, hating Georgia a bit, but hey, let's make that sixth one in Jacksonville in a couple of weeks. Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, six and six will get Florida Bowl eligible. Um, more than likely comes against Arkansas. Uh, but hey, look, at least. That's what this victory does. That's what this comeback does. It is big for the morale of the fan base. It's big for the morale of the team, I think. We did not want to stew, especially with the way this game was playing out, stew on a loss. I mean, look, a loss wouldn't have been good either way. We would have been stewing over it. But the way the defense looked, and look, we got plenty of time to look over that in the next couple of weeks. Let's enjoy the win. And And we are going to. These next two weeks are going to be so much better. Had this... Turned out the other way. I did not look forward to stewing the next two weeks over this loss. And like, there's some, there could be some confidence in here. And I'm not saying confidence to go beat Georgia, but you're going to feel better about going into that game. You're going to feel better about building some late season momentum. And how about that? Talking about momentum. I mean, this is a win over Vandy, a win over South Carolina, two SEC wins in a row now, going into a bye week. Florida is beat up in a lot of spots. Wide receiver, linebacker, get some guys healthy, but at least you get to do it while celebrating a win. Hey, look, maybe Florida played better in the fourth quarter because they got more sleep. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm sure the next couple of weeks you work on, you know, defense, what's kind of bugged you the last two road games. But man, celebrate this one. This was this was one Florida needed in many, many ways. One, just to get that road monkey off the back. We will bring it up again when Florida goes on the road again. Somewhat again, neutral site Georgia. But when Florida goes on those true road games, LSU and Missouri, of course, we'll bring it up. We'll be going, hey, can Florida get their second true road win <laughs> in the season? But man, enjoy this one. Uh, RJ, so much for Cocktober. Yep, that's South Carolina's big thing in October. Calling it Cocktober. It started off bad. Maybe they go, maybe they go get to have fun at the fair. <laughs> um, let's see. Kind of know I'm all over the place here, guys. Just this is what happened to Raw live reaction here. Charles Bartlett, keep showing progress. Close on the recruiting class. Absolutely. And another big selling point there. You can sell playing time a lot because of what freshmen are doing and, and know that, hey, there's still some plays out there to be made. Come make some contributions. Scott brings up a good point. We're at the win total predicted by Vegas already. They can hold that L. Yeah, one more win gets uh, a lot of you out there, I'm sure, bet that five and a half. 
over under before the season. Florida gets one more. A lot of you are cashing out. <laughs> cashing out right there. Brian Corse says play calling, coaching, clock management, all better. It was, this was a good play calling game uh, for, for, for Billy Napier and company. I, I, I think so. I think you're nit, 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 41 points. 41 points. Not many of us predicted that this offense would have it in them to go score 41 points, especially on the road. Especially on the road. Now, I also didn't think defense would give up 39 or 37, but at the time, as I went through, like I said, opening play, opening drive, nine plays, 66 yards. Eight, 40, eight plays, 45, set of four field goal. 10 for 49, set of four field goal. Five for 82, touchdown. Five for 45, field goal. Six of 39, field goal. Five of 69, nope, my bad. That was South Carolina. 14 for 75, touchdown. Nine of 75, touchdown. You know how hard that is? Two 75-yard drives when you absolutely had to have them. Yep, Shaco says, yep, clock management this game was spot on. Yeah. That's what we got to bring up. What have we seen on the road so far under Billy Napier and this team? Penalties? I brought that up earlier. Nine, averaging nine on the road, only six this game. But the clock management, too, you didn't see. And no special teams blunders. Special teams were, in some ways, won this game for Florida. You don't win this game without Trace Mack and his smacking the ball through the upright. You don't win this game without that. And special teams gets overlooked, admittedly, by myself a whole lot. Because I put out today on social media, I said, all right, all right, everybody, give me your offensive MVP and your defensive MVP. And a lot of you did that. But a lot of you also made sure to throw in Trey Smack. Credit to you. Credit to you. And a, and a round of applause. And a round of applause to him, too. We got ourselves a field goal kicker. Now, I don't know why it took so long. <laughs> that, that, that's a little bit of a worry. Why were we riding with Adam Mahalik for so long when Trace Mack was sitting there smacking balls through the end zone, smacking balls through the uprights? Maybe it wasn't happening in practice. I can ask around about that. But why did it take so long? I hate to bring up something like that here, but... <laughs> man. Uh, oh, Scott brings up a good point, too, while we're bringing about clock management. And the team looked composed doing it. That field goal right before halftime? Florida out of timeouts, having to bring the unit onto the field and go kick that field goal. Looked like it was smooth. Looked like they had. Could that have been done two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? I don't know. I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have had any confidence it would have been. But maybe with special teams stinking so much early in the season, every aspect has been reevaluated. Maybe every aspect has just been under a microscope. But credit to Scott there for pointing that out. That, that field goal right before halftime, absolutely huge. His team looked like they had practiced that and done that and ready for that moment. Every point counted in this game. Every point. And credit for the staff and the players there. Because I, mean, I, I could have easily saw, all right, they're, 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 they're going out there, they're lining up, and somebody moves early. But no, they were calm, cool, collected for a field goal to take a 24-21 lead in the halftime. 
Good point out there, Scott. Brian brings up, yeah, big fourth down play calls. Mentally tough plays by Mertz. Moving out of the pocket and hitting Ricky. I was complaining Mertz was holding the ball late. Made me look like an idiot. Hey, maybe this made me look like an idiot too. Um, yeah, pocket. I guess my only thing, a lot of these pass plays, and credit to Mertz here, look like some broken plays. You know, he is extending plays. Sometimes at the detriment, but tonight, most of the time extending plays and finding somebody on the run. Yeah, fourth down to, to, to Ricky, Ricky late was, whoo. Man, that was big. Um, defense, something I did notice, and it was getting on my nerves in the first half, and I'm sure a lot of you guys noticed too. It looked like the, the defensive line was just like lazily walking around, not being ready for the snap. I know Armstrong looked frustrated at times there. With that, but I'm not sure what what that was all about. It just it didn't it didn't look right. Um, saw it a couple times this year, but it was really consistent in the first half. Uh, no, Daniel, I didn't say it. Just joined, so it might have been said already. But Moore's our top cornerback. Yeah, he's beat up. Uh, asking around, hopefully. He's back soon. Hopefully this bye week does him some good. That's the only bad thing about Moore is he just always seemed to be injured. Would love to him to be injured and insert him in that rotation. And some of these guys are going to play like that. I wouldn't mind seeing some more reps for Jakeem Jackson as well um, there. Yeah, I was um, overall not an impressive performance by the, the defensive backfield today. Uh, first drive touchdown was crucial, says Brian Korth. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, RJ Trey with the Trey with the save on the tip pass probably best catch of the game. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jackson's catch earlier on was uh, really good too. Really good too. Uh, Mayo news now. I'd like to see a little more Boardingham. Me too. Uh, really instrumental early game, late game as well. They've got themselves something there uh, in all this Boardingham. Hopefully, he continues to progress, continues to build on these performances. Love seeing that. The tip ball, come on. Games caught, gifted that one. Look at the draw sometimes. It happens. I see it all the time in college football. Hey, after all the road bad mojo Florida has had, I'll take some positive mojo. Austin Stoltz, Mertz is 1,000% him. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, credit to him, too. I mean, he's taking some hits. He keeps getting back up. Uh, this offensive line. That's the thing about, and you could tell in this game, Florida, Florida wanted to take even more shots down the field. Some of them were just missed. Some of them, the offensive line, just not holding up whatsoever. Some, Mertz holding on to the ball too long. I mean, it just does seem when Florida wants to go deep, you know they're calling that play-action shot to just go it's something different almost every time. <laughs> so if the ball gets released, sometimes it's just not there. Um, offensive line, especially at tackle, uh, certainly has a weakness uh, there on some of those shots. But, hey, you, you, you took them. You took them. Uh, maybe they get a little more consistent in, in completing some of them, but that's why I wish the passing chart was here. Yeah, they didn't put the passing chart up like they normally do. So, um 
I'll maybe find somewhere where it's broken down pretty soon. I, this one is going to look a lot different than some of the ones in the past did. Where it wasn't all the completions at the line of scrimmage. A lot more intermediate completions this week for Graham Mertz. Uh, Brad Dugan, yes, this is a good question. Um, I do it every bye week, of course. I'm so football heavy during the season, uh, but we will turn the page to recruiting at least one day coming up. So, yes, Brad, we will have a recruiting episode of Gators Breakdown probably this week. Um, all right. A lot of comments. Everybody, th- hey, thank you a lot for hopping in here right after this. So, yeah, I, wa- I was so excited. I wanted to get in here as early as I could, get this episode out for you guys, have a little bit of back-and-forth conversation, um, man. But uh, Rick H. says, if we, if we didn't have the passing game tonight, we wouldn't have won. And some of those shots downfield, and it's lucky we had Pearsall. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Look, I, I, I think Florida could have ran for more success as well. But they just decided to pass the ball against, as I said, and I don't necessarily blame it too much with, with South Carolina's Pass defense. Her pass defense is bad, uh, and Florida took advantage there. I do think some success in the run game would have been there as well, but that's hey, you just go. I mean, <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. That's not a. That's not a complaint. That's just an observation. <laughs> uh, JC hops in here. Mertz was clutch. A number of big plays. All right, I'll scroll as high as I can. No, I know some of this might be a little boring as I try and find some of the some some comments here. If you're not live with us here, but everybody, thanks for hopping in here. Dun dun dun! But man, that was I doubt it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Alexander, there we go. Yeah, he brings it up. We had no indication the Gators could pull off a late 10-point comeback, so this one hits different. It does. It does. <laughs> my confidence meter was probably sitting at like 5%. I mean, I even told my wife. I walked in the living room. She knew I wasn't too happy. I was like, yep, it's not looking good, babe. It's just not looking good. Um, and then she probably heard me from the living room. I'm here in, this, in, in the podcast studio. Going a little crazy, tapping my feet, clapping my hands, and he got it done. He got it done. <laughs> Daniel D says, I had turned off the game. I was mad. <laughs> well, I hope you were at least following on social media and got I had called and talked to my dad and had some text messages and I had to come live for you guys. That was fun. Uh, CV brings up a good point. Yeah, and this is true. Can tell ETN is hurting, giving up yards, running out of bounds multiple times. He was trying to loosen up his shoulder up a bit too. It looked like I'm glad you said that because it is a shoulder injury he is dealing with. Uh, I was told that late in the week. Um, and as I said, you guys, if you go back to the preview episode, I wasn't uh, toward the beginning of the week. I heard it was pretty bad, and he may not play. Thankfully, depth chart comes out. He's off the injury report. He plays in this game, but you could tell. And then you mentioned loosening that shoulder up. That's what I heard, too. I know 
there were some others out there who said maybe a concussion. I had heard shoulder. Uh, so maybe that backs it up as there as well. All right. That will do it. About an hour here. <laughs> Rooster from the Discord, of course. Got a good uh, stat. Beamer is now 15-3 and when rushing for over 100 yards. <laughs> yeah, they had only lost two games rushing over. And I believe um, they were under... Now, this is only his third season. They won coming off their bye week in week one. And they... Or it's in year one. And won off their bye week in year two last year. But now he gets his first loss coming off of a bye week. I was excited to see. Uh, I see Trey Wilson brought up in how, how Florida used him. I uh, got a handoff at the backfield as well. I think we can see and maybe this bye week as well, but we can see it expanding. We can see in the ways they use him, a game plan built around him, a drive built around him. He is a guy. I'm still waiting for that big play. Still waiting for the, the big pop. But man, you can tell as a chain mover goes positive yardage. More times than not, a lot more times than not. It did get popped one time today. There's <laughs> a little welcome to the SEC moment. There was, there, there was a hard hit there from South Carolina, but those are going to happen. But man, he was looking good out there. There was the one play. He should have been tackled in the backfield, makes two guys miss. I don't know how in the world he escapes that. And it was a, an 11 yard gain, I believe. Should have been like a three yard loss. Uh, I, I, I saw. I, I did see some bring up. This to be the last point. Um, I didn't make too much of a public discourse about it because at the time I didn't think it was making that much of a difference. But the 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 officiating it wasn't great. Uh, Florida was getting held a lot by South Carolina's offensive line, and it didn't call it a whole lot. Um, I think what maybe only one holding penalty on South Carolina. There was a lot out there. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't happy with Florida's physicality at the time and everything that was going on with defense. I didn't think it was mattering all that much, but it still happened. CV, yeah. I'll give myself a pat on the back a little bit for this one. So the two point, he CV says that two point conversion play was masterclass. I was like, I put it in the Discord on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. I was like, yes, it's got to be something creative here, um, just because of how this because of how the, how this offense has looked at times this year when they've wanted to line up and go at it, or you know, the you were still what two three yards out, and it was like, yeah, you can feel something's probably going to need to be. And I figured it'd be some kind of reverse or something with with Wilson or Pearsall or something, but no, nah, letting Etn pass it to Hanson there, that was uh, that was beautiful. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Thanks, guys, for hopping in, joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown. We get to enjoy this road victory. This 41-39 comeback did not look so great at one time victory. But that was fun. All right, 41-39 Gators. 
Big victory over South Carolina. Heading into the bye week. That would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.